Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. On today's episode, we have Mike C. Rock Ciarocco. And if you've been thinking about how do you overcome setbacks and become what you were made to do, you got to check out this episode. He's the host of the What Are You Made Of podcast, also the author of Rocket Fuel. And he's also the co-founder of the innovative tech platform Blueprinted, which I'll put down in the episode description below. You can check it out. Hey, this is an awesome episode. Enjoyed this conversation. and You're going to love it too. Stay tuned. Here it comes your good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Sitting down with a friend of mine, we're going to be talking about your own entrepreneurship journey and what you can take away from this conversation and apply it on a day-to-day basis. Sitting down with Mike Searock, we're talking about his business, Blueprinted. If you're a creator who you're wanting to share some of your expertise all across the world and get paid doing it, this is the place for you. Also, if you're learning, if you're trying to learn something new, this is a great place to go. You can go to blueprinted.com for more information. He's also the author of Rocket Fuel, what you need to know to go to the next level. And lastly, the host of the What Are You Made Of podcast, 181 episodes at the time of this recording. This man is doing it. He's giving all sorts of great insights out on a weekly basis. Make sure you check out that podcast on literally any podcast platform. Mike, it's great to have you here today. How are you doing? What's happening, Blake? I want to thank you for uh, allowing me to be here, man, and uh, the you know providing space for me to share, man. I just appreciate it because what I share impacts people, and that's what my mission is: is that all people are unstoppable to live in a life of their dreams. And you're giving me an opportunity to do that, so I want to just express gratitude to you to start this interview, Blake. Hey, it's great to have you here, man. And you know, it's it's always special when you know there's the people out there who kind of have like the fluffiness of like, um, yeah, just go do it, just make it happen, and it's kind of like empty motivation. For you, you were like actually giving people the tangible steps to not just go to the next level, but more importantly, to take setbacks, adversity, problems, and really reframe that and, and, and actually go to the next level. So talk to us a little bit about who you are, what you do. I've given my spin on it. Let's, let's give the listeners your take on, on a little bit of your journey. Yeah, I do a lot of things, as you mentioned. I mean, that's just a couple of the things that I do. I'm, I'm in a lot, but I do filter everything I do through that mission that all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. If it doesn't serve that mission, I don't do it. I don't spend time with it. I don't spend time with people that don't serve that mission. Uh, life is just way too short. And people do not realize, my coach, really, one of my coaches made uh, me very aware to something. Every day you wake up, your life is on the line. Like not, not necessarily life or death, like you're going to die, but the life you want to live, man, every single day, your life is on the line and the decision you make, whether to commit to something or not, or be intentional or not, man, like you have the ability to control your future. So, 
you know, uh, it's important to me to serve my mission and make sure everything around me serves that. And, you know, I came from a broken home. I don't remember my parents together, grew up around a lot of broken people, uh, drug addicts, alcohol, anxiety, depression, suicide, overdosing on medication, you name it, abuse. And in being around in that, I noticed people were always sharing a story to themselves and to others of why they were like that or why Mm. they were doing those things. And so I realized at a young age, I started to realize like, I'm not buying that bullshit. Like you want to buy it, you buy it. I'm not buying it. And I would hold them like accountable to that. Like you're just telling yourself that story. It ain't even true. And you're using that to continue to do what you're doing. And so what that did for me at a young age was made me realize that everybody's got a story to tell. It's all about the story you're telling yourself. And what story I ask myself all, every day, like, what story are you going to tell yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to be why you're failing and not achieving or why you're excelling and helping elevate other people? And so when I was about eight years old, I decided to move back with my dad or not back, but into my, with my dad, because my mom was moving on to her third marriage and I didn't want to like move into another man's house, learn another man's rules. My stepdad, George, by the way, he passed away in January, 2019. Great guy. Ended up being like one of my mentors. Just love him to death. I didn't know that at the time. And he was a very hard black and white kind of guy, hard on us. Like, and I, I was like, man, I ain't doing this, you know? So I, I, I don't know how long it's going to last because it's my mom's third marriage. Yeah. So I'm like, let me try my dad's house. He was on to a second marriage and I moved in there from eight to about 11 and it started out great, but then very quickly, I noticed that there was some conflict going on with my parents. My, my stepmom didn't like my dad's side of the family and had problems with my mom. And then that would pour down on me and the other kids and dealt with a lot of emotional, psychological abuse, physical abuse. And when, when you deal with that, a lot of times and you're in the midst of it, you don't know that it's not wrong. Like right. you, you feel like it's Normal. ordinary. Like, yeah, we yeah, all, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you don't really share it with anybody because you feel like you're going to get in trouble if you do, you don't know if people will believe you or if maybe it's not as bad as you really think it is, you know? And, and the other thing is you're concerned with what's going to happen to the abuser. Like, what if I tell them, you know, what's going to happen to them? Yeah. You know, it's weird. It's a, it's a, it's a weird situation to be in. So eventually I've started to realize this, this is not ordinary and I needed to make a decision to get out of this situation. So I was about 10 years old. I shared with my mom what was going on while I was on a weekend trip to her house and she was blown away. And she's like, I can't believe you're dealing with that. I know that like, I know she was crazy. You know, she's talking about my stepmom. I know she's got problems, <laughs> but like, you, you should not be in that situation. I'm going to file court papers to get you out of there. But if I do, you cannot leave me ha- hanging out to dry. Like, this is serious. And then she's talking to a 10 year old kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's, this is serious. Like you believe in something in life. You got to stick to your guns because if you don't, people are going to talk you out of it because they have their own agenda or they're going to feel better talking you out of excelling or reaching for something. Stick to your guns. And I always remembered that. That was something that stuck with me for, for till this day. So she filed those papers and, and I waited for weeks for those papers to be delivered. And one day out of the blue, I came home from school and the tension in the house was so thick. Like I knew something was up. And my dad, who had a masonry business, brick, block, concrete, big forearms and rough hands. So Italian guys coming over from Italy, you know, they, they, they get in the masonry business usually. So it seemed like back in the day. <laughs> And he used to carry a wallet. I mean, I'm sorry, a wad of money instead of a wallet. Like Italians don't carry wallets. Most of them, the wise guys, they carry <laughs> wads with rubber bands around them. And he used to show us hundred dollar bills all the time. And like, oh, this is cool. Check this out. You know, you work hard, you get this. This is what you get. And this is what it can get you. And I love that, man. As a kid, I like looked up to him. He's my hero. But now he had these court papers in his hand saying that I wanted to leave. 
He sent me to my room, comes back after I sat there for about five minutes, feel, felt like five hours. And he confronted me. And I'm thinking to myself, what did I do? Like, oh my gosh, what did I do? You know, and he goes, says here you want to move in with your mom. I don't understand because you have everything you need here. She has no money. She's got men coming in and out of the house every weekend. Why would you want to put yourself in that situation? And I'm like, I made my mind up. I'm sticking my guns. Like, I made my mind. I'm not discussing this. He goes, okay. So he takes that wad that he always carried around, peeled one off, crumpled up and threw a $100 bill at me and said, you're going to need this then when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And I'm a 10-year-old kid sitting there hearing this. No kid should hear that. Oh, yeah. But besides thinking at first, like, what did I do? Oh, my gosh. Like, what bomb did I set off? The next thing I thought in my mind was, wait a minute. I'm not going to need that money. Like I've already, I've already made money. Like eight years old, I started selling golf balls on a golf course. Like I knew that I could make money. Like I'm not going to need them. I'll show you. And not only just about money, but everything in my life from that point forward, I decided to like I got to be the best because he's always watching me, even if he's not there, and I got to prove him wrong. And so, if everything I did, I always strived to be the best. Hustled, worked, like just you know, just went after it, man. And for thirty some years, I drove off of that. What I did. You see that book, Rocket Fuel, back there says convert setbacks to become unstoppable. Blake, what I did was I figured out a way to take everything that comes your way that would normally stop people, slow them down, or discourage them, store it in my tank instead of my trunk. What I mean by that is if you store it in your tank, you use it as fuel. Convert it into rocket fuel, become unstoppable because nothing can stop you if you take it all and use it as fuel that would normally stop you. Most people store it in their trunk where it slows them down or weighs them down. Right. And that's, that's what they do. And then they complain and blame other people for things. And I chose not to do that. And so now I've bottled that. I wrote the book about it. But since that book's been published, I also figured out something else. As you refine your engine and you do self-development and personal development and you can become a refined engine, you cannot use that same toxic fuel anymore. It only gets you so far. Mm. You need a higher octane fuel at some point with your higher octane engine. And what that is, is you have the ability as you develop to be able to see targets and goals and dreams far off in like the distance that you normally couldn't do before because you were so clouded and limited before. Now you can see that that becomes your new fuel. That's your higher octane fuel that pulls you forward. And I didn't write about that in the book because I wasn't there yet. Um, But now I am. And I might have to add another chapter or another book. So (laughs) that's a a quick overview of kind of, you know, where I came from. Um, you know, and the rest is in the book. So, well, I mean, what a story though. I mean, I'm just thinking about like, I mean, I got a two-year-old and all I can think about is like, and it's, it's so, I mean, I know she's going to have, you know, challenges that everyone does, but I can't imagine her being in that kind of situation. And I think about you as a 10-year-old, I mean, that's, that's, that's heavy stuff. Right. And so I'm interested, did, did you feel like you had that self-awareness and that sort of like um, inherent resiliency? Or is this something that like you started the journey at 10 years old and every year you've continued to fine tune and develop, you know, form your mindset? Because I know there's people listening right now who they, they can relate to that story in the sense of like the starting point, in the sense of I'm, I'm in the middle of a setback. Like right. life is not what I want it to be. It's not what I envisioned it to be. You know, maybe I'm 45 years old. The career wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm, I'm not the person that I envisioned being where I, when I first thought about this age or whatever, you know, what, what's the hope for them? I mean, is, is this something you can develop and form? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, you know, I think I noticed at a young age and people can relate to this. Think about this for a second, that, no matter where I was, I always wanted to play a bigger game than I was currently playing. 
like I just knew that I, I I'm built for something different. Like this is not this is not where I'm supposed to be stuck. Never want to be stuck. So whether it was like in a household or if it was a business that I was in or anything, I always thought to myself, okay, this is not a, a, a forever place. This is not permanent. And I think that's a lesson for everybody is that we need to remember that things aren't permanent. Mm. Everything is adaptable. Everything is, uh, you know, evolving, moving, or it's dead. So if you start to feel like you're stuck, that's just a story you're telling yourself. And the more you think that, and the more you say that, the more stuck you're going to be and the more closer to death you're going to be. So that, and the fact that I know that I'm the source and we all are, but I know, like speaking for myself, I'm the source of everything that happens around me in my environment, my future, everything. And everybody is, I'm just aware of it. So everybody needs to really become aware of the fact that you are the source. I believe in God, creator, all powerful creator, put, put me on this planet and everybody else on this planet with unlimited potential. And so I don't, I feel like it's a slap into my creator's face for me not to go after my potential mm. and everybody. Yeah. Wow. But when you deal with like a fact of being stuck or playing it small or safe and all that, if you're not aware of the fact that you're causing and creating your future, whether you're doing it intentionally or not, that's the biggest lesson I can tell you today. You know, there's people right now who, who they are stuck in that victim mentality. I mean, they, they, business was good. COVID hits, you know, it felt out of their control. You know, there's all this, all this stuff happening right now that are affecting businesses. Whenever you talk to someone who is stuck in that victim mentality, do you just like jump in and just like start, you know, encouraging them to get out of that? Or like, is, is it hard for you to hear someone who is sort of like bemoaning, like, oh, like it's just where, you know, it's just how things are. I mean, yeah. I'm hyper aware of that stuff. And I try not to spend any time around people that are like, that are like that, that aren't open-minded and willing to listen that they like, they're not going to come to me and I'm going to figure that part out for them. They're going to have to figure that out on their own books or do something because I might say it once I'll put out content on social media for people to, to, to try to develop themselves based on that, but I don't want to be around it. Like mm. it's just not something that I choose because I believe one of my core values is emotions are contagious. Vibes matter. Emotions are contagious. and I need to, you know, that stuff creeps into you before you even know it. You, you, you hang around victims long enough before you know it, you won't see it coming. All of a sudden it's like, it's like water, like coming in and seeping into cracks of concrete. And then it's fine until the temperature drops when it freezes, it busts out. That's, that's the same kind of thing with vibes and emotions. Like I don't want to be around that stuff. So I'm very conscious, hyper aware of that because I don't want to wait until I see a result from it. And uh, so, yeah, look, go after content, read books, look at social media for people that have done it that can help you get out of that. But you need to be aware of that situation before you come hang around me. I'm just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, one uh, content area that that you're continuing this message is your podcast. You know, you have this, this awesome podcast, the What Are You Made Of podcast. Um, and I, it's for me, it's always fun to talk to a fellow podcaster who's not like, oh yeah, I'm a podcaster. And then you look at their podcast and they have like two episodes of the last six months, dude, you're like doing this. This is like a serious thing that you're committing time to energy to your guests look amazing, but you know, you are essentially taking that message online through audio. Um, how, how did the podcast come about? Uh, you know, I think I wanted to, I wanted to share my story and I, you know, Grant Cardone is a mentor of mine, now business partner of mine. And I went to the 10X Growth Conference. I saw a guy named Pete Vargas tell the story on stage. 
And I started going to events because I got this itch that I wanted to be a speaker and I needed to get my, my message out. Has you ever spoken before? Yeah. In front point? of like small groups and like, yeah, okay. you know, I was in real estate, so realtors and things like that. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I had this itch and I'm like, well, let me go and watch people that do it and observe them. And as I did it, I started pick, pick, like picking things out. Like, okay, they're telling a story about themselves and their family. That matters because we're connecting and, and I can connect with them and I made me feel good. And, and then I, I saw how people would sell from stage or they would um, not sell from stage, but just be more keynote and they would get paid the keynote. And I just noticed all these different things. And I'm like, well, shoot, I can do that. Like I, I'm watching these people and they're great, but I'm like, what's stopping me from doing it? Like I, I'm wasting time. Like I got to get on this. So while I was at one of those events, a friend of mine um, asked me to come on to his podcast. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what a podcast is. Like I got to have <laughs> like equipment. I had no idea. Yeah. I literally didn't know it was easy as it is. And uh, so he's like, no, 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 dude, I'll send you a list of things. Just go buy it, you know, and you're going to use it in the future anyway. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I was looking forward to it, man. Like now when I do podcasts, it's like no big deal. Like I could, if somebody called me right now and said, Hey, I got a spot. Do you have time? And I have free, I'll just jump on. Like I can roll. But when I first started out, I don't know if you remember when you did it, it's like, it's like a big, pretty big deal. Like, Oh man, I don't want to mess up. Hope I don't mess up. What do people think? And so uh, (laughs) I went through all that. And this is, by the way, this is only in, uh, early 2019, mid 2019. Yeah. Okay. So not too long ago. Yeah. And uh, I, I got on a show and I freaking loved it, man. I'm like, oh, this is what podcasting is. This is cool, man. Like, I, I love this, <laughs> you know? So I got hooked and I decided to start my own show, man. And I, I talked to myself like, this is what, what are you made of? Is something I say to myself a lot. And I think I talk to myself a lot because I want somebody around me that thinks like me all the time. So I just make me <laughs> talk to myself. <laughs> and so uh, I named it that because I want to like, I want to bring people's stories. My guests come on and I want to know what ingredients have gone into making them. I want to know what they're made of, like what kind of trap, like trials and tribulations did they go through? Because the journey to success is often too invisible. Yeah. And we see success, but we don't see what it took to get there. Yeah. So I wanted to share that. And now just as you have, you create a library of coaching seminars. Like I got people, I've had billionaires, celebrities, sports people, like super successful business people that I can go back, look now and say, well, I was able to ask that question and look at the answer and get like, I literally could, I know, I think uh, John Lee Dumas is doing this, but he, you know, you could write a book on all the, the, the interviews you've done. Yeah. It, it, it blows my mind. The people that I've been able to sit down with that I otherwise would never have, you know, been in the room with. You know, right. Um, w- one cool detail about your story, though, is you know you're talking about you saw people doing things that you wanted to be able to do, and not only were you like, okay, I I can do that, like the self confidence was there, but also you were able to sort of break down and digest like the details of how they did it. It's kind of like when you watch like an NBA player, like you know, do a layup. A lot of people can be like, oh, I could do that, but you don't. You don't always know the context, like the mechanics of like you know how did the ball leave their fingertips, stuff like that. It sounds like for you, like you're specially gifted in the sense of like you're watching the talk happen, and you're not just thinking, oh, I can get up and do a talk. You're noticing the details of okay, how did they say that? Okay, how did that pair with later on in their story? And I feel like that's a pretty rare. I don't feel like a lot of us have that ability to break something down like that and really analyze it and then apply it to ourselves. That feels rare. No. Well, I think it's rare that people do it. I think there's ability all over the place. And I think that when you're committed to something and I'm, when I talk about commitment, I'm talking about commitment, not like <laughs> saying you're committed. I'm just interested. Just, but, yeah. Yeah. 
like when you're committed to something and you want something and you want to play a bigger game, like that's, that's what it takes and you do what it takes. And so like, how the heck am I supposed to know how to speak or do anything if I'm not seeing the people that are doing it, you know, and, and taking, taking what they, you know, they, they've done and learn and the time that they've put in and maybe try to shortcut the process, not half-ass it, but shortcut it, save right. time and money. And uh, when I did this, by the way, I don't know about you, Blake, but like, I just got obsessed and I did probably 300 interviews, just over 300 interviews in the first 12 months. And um, and that, that was my show and other people's. And then from there, I just put the gas pedal down and did more. And I, I just knew that if I did it more, I would be better. It was, was there just no time for fear? for you? Cause like you're talking about public yeah. speaking. I mean, what's the, what's the, the joke about like, what are the things people are most afraid of? Like death and public speaking. Like you jumped into something that a lot of people are yeah. fearful of. It doesn't sound like you really even gave that any sort of thought or attention. Um, no, in terms of, I mean, in terms of being fearful. No, because again, you go back to the commitment. If I'm really wanting to do something bad enough, like I'm not going to let someone stop me or what they say, stop me or yeah. what they think, stop me. That like, that does, just doesn't matter to me. I don't put a lot of weight or value into it. What the value that I put into is the commitment that I made to myself to do what I wanted to do. Um, also, I don't worry about like, so, so like, remember this mission that I'm on. All people are unstoppable to live in the life of the dreams. If I'm going to serve that mission, I got to get my content out to people. I got to make sure that it's out so much that people cannot get away from it because mm-hmm. some people need it and they don't know that they need it and they don't want it right now. Mm-hmm. But I got to do, I got to, it's got to be everywhere where they can't escape it because I know it's the right thing. Like I want, I want, and I know everybody wants to have the life of their dreams. So, and they want to be unstoppable to it. So I just, I felt like I got to be omnipresent. I got to do, you know, I'm trying to fill up the, uh, the, the grand Canyon here. <laughs> and so that's just the way I thought. Now I will tell you, I had no idea what it would lead to. Yeah. And it's led to some of the greatest relationships. I didn't, I don't have any problem asking somebody to be a guest, like no matter how big they are early on, I was asking people like, Hey, would you, I need, I would love to interview you on our podcast. Your story needs to be told. Mm-hmm. And they would say yes. And I was surprised. And I'm like, how come you said yes to me? Cause you asked yeah. most people don't ask. Yeah. Um, and so it's led to some great relationships, great business opportunities. And now into the tech side of things where we're going to impact the world and, and really disrupt Silicon Valley. Yeah. We got, we got just a few minutes left. Let's park there for a second. Tell, tell us about blueprinted, you know, what, uh, what's it for? What's it do? You know, what's kind of your aspirations with it? Yeah. So my whole life, when I wanted to achieve something, I went out and found it and, and like found out how to do it via executing, like making mistakes, burning money, burning time, burning relationships, uh, credibility, confidence. I could go on and on and on because I didn't know the exact steps to achieve something. Then I got into this space of personal development, coaching, speaking, and I saw a lot of course content. I saw people creating courses and then people buying courses, and I've done both myself. And I noticed that there was a missing link with the courses that most people, first of all, don't finish courses. If they do, it's all high level theory based, and then they're consuming it, but they're not doing anything. And I realized, wait a minute, my whole life, I needed something that that, that gave me the exact steps to achieve something. And if I would have had that, man, forget about it. I don't know where I'd be. I'd been so much further along. And I said, it's just not out there. And we need to create something that's not a course platform, but a platform where people can go to a marketplace and search for the step-by-step process to achieve anything, mm-hmm. any vertical, any industry, parenting, relationships, romantic sex, like all kinds of different things. Like you name it, 
in a self-help do-it-yourself book category, Blueprints will be created for that. And uh, it's the most innovative platform in 40 years in the self-development, personal development space. I cannot wait to get it out to the market. We're already loading creators and building blueprints. And if you're a creator or an expert or, or, or someone knows how to do something and you can reverse engineer the step-by-step process, we want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that blueprinted.com forward slash VIP link, it's spelled differently, by the way, B-L-O-O printed.com forward slash VIP. If you're a creator, go to there, check it out. If you want to talk, we'll set up an appointment. But I want to, I want to help you get your message out to people of how to do things. And I want to teach people how to grow their business off of it and uh, just make a huge impact on this planet. Yeah, yeah. And we have so many entrepreneurs who are listening to this episode. So definitely they should be checking out blueprinted.com slash VIP. Again, that's, that's B-L-O-O for blue, blueprinted.com slash VIP. Uh, Mike, we are out of time today. Man, this was an awesome episode. I feel like I have so many more questions. So we'll have to, we'll have to do a follow-up episode at some point. Uh, man, I appreciate you joining us today. Hey, what, what's one question that you have left that like, what's your main one that you could ask me right now? You know, I, I think actually what my own personal question that I'm just curious about is you seem really well-read and, you know, there's so many books out there on inspiration and motivation. If you had to recommend one book that's not rocket fuel, what, <laughs> what book would you recommend? Well, and besides all of Grant Cardone's books, so you guys check all, if you haven't read Grant Cardone's books, they're all phenomenal, but I, I will leave you with something. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I mentioned that before, but uh, I got into L. Ron Hubbard, which is Scientology. Okay. And, and there's been some things like people say things about like all kinds of different religions, but please, please, please take a look for yourself. There's a book called Dianetics and I read Dianetics. Somebody turned me on to it. I think it was Grant. I read the Dianetics book and I was like blown away. It talks about your reactive mind versus your analytical mind, subconscious, conscious mind, but it really helps you dive into that and become aware of what's going on in your mind. Mm. And I was absolutely blown away by it. And I was pissed that I didn't learn about it earlier. <laughs> and I, I, I let my own belief system get in the way. Yeah. And uh, I just want to encourage everyone, man, like just check it out. Just, just, there's no harm in checking it out. And man, you will be absolutely blown away by the contents of that book. Yeah. Mike, I so appreciate you coming on today. It's been a real joy. Thanks. Appreciate you, Blake. Hey, for our listeners, I'm going to put the link to blueprinted.com slash VIP, as well as the What Are You Made Of podcast. That's going to be down in the episode description below. Make sure you're checking that out. And hey, don't forget, if you loved this episode, what the heck you waiting on? Click that subscribe button, click that follow button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you're at. And also don't forget, we're on Patreon. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash good advice. Of course, we appreciate your support. That's today's episode, and that's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.